0: Welcome to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience. It is one of your host Dietrich Davis. Mark Morell is preparing other content for you guys. You're going to hear me say that over and over during this whole pandemic. But also, that's going to stay the formula of the show. So once we get past the hump of this pandemic and people can start interacting in the world again, me and Mark we're going to, are going to produce this amount of content still. You know, three episodes from him, three episodes from me. And then once a week, we'll come together and do one mass grand two to three hour episode. But until then, I welcome you guys back. Thank you for joining me. I know sometimes I'm not the perfect person when it comes to this, but I do know a lot about this wrestling business. I have experienced a lot with this wrestling business. I do understand the format of, i worked in film and television for a long time. I understand writing television. I understand producing television. I understand writing film and producing film. And I'm not talking about like public access. I'm talking about actually stuff that has hit the screens whether big screen or a television screen over the course of so over the course I would say of 15 to 20 years. So when I talk about this business, when I talk about the business aspect and the television aspect of it, I'm not talking about this from a ignorant standpoint. I'm also can talk to it personally as a businessman himself and can understand the business differences. And also I understand the wrestling business to the T so it's easy for me to, you know, really sit back and go, okay, this is this, this is that, blah, blah, blah. With that being said, this episode, as you already read, to, read the title of it, and I'm sorry if I slur sometimes like that, sometimes I think so fast that I got to remind myself to slow it down. So this is that moment where I'm reminding myself I don't have to race the words out. Let me slow it down and give it to you guys. Raw, pause, no homo. But as you saw in the title of the show, it's about one thing. It's about Charlotte Flair right now. And a lot of people are unhappy that Charlotte Flair is the NXT champion. A lot of people feel as if it was shitting on Rhea Ripley. A lot of people feel that Rhea Ripley was buried. You you know, you can be buried in a wrestling match, but in reality... Rhea Ripley was always going to be a transitional champion. That was written on the wall the moment she won the title. The moment they had Baszler as the NXT champion going up against, excuse me, going up against Becky Lynch. You should have known that when that title moved over to Rhea Ripley, it was simply a matter of time before it transitioned over to another person. So by that definition, Rhea Ripley's championship ring was always going to be a transitional champion. And anybody pinning uh, Rhea Ripley would have not been able to be labeled as a credible champion or a fighting champion. You know, how you become champion is very important to how you pass the championship belt on to the next person and how it helps lays the blueprint for the next person to become said men's or women's champion. When she took the belt off of Baszler, it was done in a format to move it over to Charlotte. Now I know I just said how you who, who you pin for the belt is very important. Charlotte's star is so big and her success is so big and her credibility is so big, and her wrestling lineage is so well known that whoever she pins for the belt, she has either made a star or proved that they will have a return for a championship. And Rhea Ripley will once again be the NXT women's champion, just not right now. Now, let me get into the importance of Charlotte Flair being this champion. And I want you guys to take off your, th- I want you to put on your thinking caps for a moment. I want you to think in the brand of the business. NXT has had a struggling women's division since the crowning of um, Basler. Basler was a great champion. She was a great heel. But again, Basler Baszler was solidified, but there was no one really, she had, they had her walk over so many of the women in the company that it wasn't believable who was going to take the title off of her, unless it was going to be Bianca Belair. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm marking out for Belair. I'm not saying that because of this. Belair proved to everybody at the Royal Rumble this year that she is a future WWE women's champion and a future WrestleMania uh, main eventer somewhere in there. So let's put her to the side. With you having three shows, and you gotta think about this in business, with you having three shows, you have NXT on Wednesdays, you have SmackDown on Fridays, Monday Night Raw on, Saturday, on Mondays, and then a pay-per-view once, sometimes two times a month, depending on how the dates fall. That's a lot of television programming you have to produce and put on the platform. Plus, you have NXT takeovers once a month along with that pay-per-view. So you're putting on two major pay-per-views a month with the NXT and WWE, SmackDown and Raw brands. And then you have three days of television. Three hours, Monday, two hours, Wednesday, another two hours on Friday. Friday. That's seven hours of TV. And if you have a pay-per-view, add another four hours, that's now 11 hours of TV. And if you have a, most likely, after that NXT TakeOver on Saturday, that Sunday you have any pay-per-view, a Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, so on and so on, add another four or possibly five hours. You now have 16 hours of television to produce on a regular fucking basis. That's a lot of TV. So seven on a weekly and once a month, almost 17, 16 to 17 hours of television. That's not easy to produce. Which means even if you have a talent roster of about 290 people, what you have to look at is that that roster is very, very, very thin. Because you still got a lot of people down in the developmental developmental and the performance center getting right and getting together. And then you got to hope that they debut right on NXT or they're credible enough to move over to SmackDown and Raw and then so on. You have to rotate the rosters. And NXT is in need of a giant flux of talent. Finn Balor is great, but Finn Balor never felt quite in place on Monday Night Raw on SmackDown. So it feels like he's back in the right place over at NXT. You have Keith Lee, who's obviously going to move on to Raw or SmackDown and become either Universal or WWE Champion. That is inevitable. Okay. You got Adam Cole, who's going to move on to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, and he's going to become either WWE or Universal Champion. Triple H will make sure of that. That is inevitable. You, You understand what I'm saying? And when. Adam Cole moves over to whatever role it is, Seth Rollins will never hold any World Heavyweight Championship again. And if he does, he's dropping it to Adam Cole. That's a fact. Or Roman Reigns, depending who comes back, who who goes to what show first, and who moves down to what show later. With that being said, NXT is definitely in need of not new blood, but successful blood, and Charlotte Flair is that woman. Charlotte Flair is now officially a three times women's cha- uh, NXT women's champion. Charlotte Flair is now officially it is up team time, Raw women's champion, and up and and um, up. I mean, I say up team, teen, not teens, but but. She's 11 times when it comes to Raw and SmackDown championships. You add those championships. She's now, you add NXT. She's officially 13 times. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a fucking lot. No, 14 times. So you're looking at someone who's already matching her father's career when it comes to world title as the woman as a 14-time women's champion across all three fucking shows. Her being NXT champion now allows her to have a minimum of seven to 12 feuds, which means there are 12 females who can step up once a month and show the NXT world and universe in the WWE Raw and SmackDown universe, who is next. And believe it or not, Charlotte Flair is really a placeholder for the next queen of professional wrestling. Charlotte Flair is going to be there to solidify the next queen of professional wrestling. She's going to lay down and eat the one, the two and the three pin And whoever pins Charlotte Flair for that NXT championship is going to be a made woman. If you are writing television, you need a great heel. Baszler is a great heel. Rhea Ripley is a great face. But you needed someone legendary. And no one's more legendary right now in the business than Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair brings credibility, brings a lot of credibility to the championship, Charlotte Flair makes you believe that you have a real champion, and if you're upset that she's in that championship scenario, and if you're upset that she's standing amongst those females, then she did a good fucking job. Charlotte Flair's job is to bring heat to herself with that championship belt so that the next woman who pins her from the belt is made. And if they're smart, they'll keep that belt on Charlotte until next year's WrestleMania and let her go up against who needs to be the next queen. My personal opinion, if I was to take a look at the WWE NXT roster, in my personal opinion, there's not many females who can step up at this time, but they can learn from Charlotte. They can grow from Charlotte and then they can straight up and down begin careers and opportunities that can benefit all of them. When you look at the roster, you know, when you sit back, you know, they, they the WWE should also move a few more females over there to balance out that roster for the women. It's a lot. It's a lot of females over there that needs Charlotte's help. That needs that rub. There's a lot of females over there that needs that needs to be put into position. Candice LeRae can benefit NXT woman. She can definitely benefit from being over there and learning from Charlotte. <laughs> that's that's one. You got Dakota Kai. She can benefit. I say send Dana Brooke over there. Let her benefit from Charlotte. Got Damona Peronzo, someone who can benefit from Charlotte. You get what I'm saying? Like these women, they needed someone. They needed someone. Issa Dawn, get her get her in there. Jessamyn Duke, get her up in there. You know what I'm saying? The Ross, they have a decent NXT roster, you know? Get these women in there and get them up against her. Kayla Ray, NXT Women's Champion, NXT UK Women's Champion. Get her over there. Let her rock and roll. Kaden Carter, you know she definitely has a future. Get her in there. Let her rock and roll with Charlotte. It's the perfect place to rebuild the future women's roster. Marina Shafar, another one. A great matchup. Mercedes Martinez, that without question is going to be a great Charlotte Fair match. Mia Yim, future women's champion. Martinez, like I said, Mercedes Martinez, future women's champion. Without fucking question. These are women who can get down and they're going to show us what's going to happen. And Rhea Ripley can use a little bit more help to solidify her and balance herself. That's without fucking question. This is what Charlotte's Flair job is going to be. And I think a lot of people, if you're writing fresh storylines, there's nothing more for her, for you to write for Charlotte on Raw. There's nothing Raw more to write for Charlotte over on SmackDown either. The only position for Charlotte right now is NXT. And as well her credibility as fourteen times queen, let me say that. And that I should put that that shit. I should send her to send that to her for her to put on a shirt. As fourteen times queen, when she does surpass her father's record, she is going to be a fucking problem. And you have to count on that greatness. You have to count on her to bring that greatness, which she is going to bring. On Roaring Smackdown, Charlotte is a great champion. On NXT, Charlotte Flair is an attraction. You don't need to bring her out every Wednesday, whether a crowd or empty arena. You bring her out twice a week and then once on that pay-per-view twice a month. Three times a month, every other NXT and the pay-per-view, straight up and down. And you tell Charlotte, bitch, go out there and make somebody a fucking star. Because you could be made a star without dropping the championship belt. And then the women, the only way you learn how to be a champion, if you wrestle against the champion. So the women in NXT will begin to learn how to become future champions by being able to wrestle against someone who is champion. Hey, this is what Vince is going to look for. This is what H is looking for. This is how this works. Well, maybe we should do that. You allow her to be that ring general so you guys give so they can be educated and get the rub so that they can be future superstars in the company so that they can build longevity. Cause what Charlotte is going to prove is what female wrestlers do and don't have longevity in this company. And that is very magical and a very unique thing that the women in NXT now get someone who's a part of who was once branded and, and branded and labeled as the queen of NXT. Now you could take and have her help do those moldings and help those young females work hard and work forward. But if you're sitting up there and you're upset that Charlotte Flair became champion, then you don't understand the importance of Charlotte Flair becoming NXT champion and become NXT women's champion and becoming 14 times queen. You get what I'm saying? You are not looking at that market. You are not looking at that branding. You are not looking at the rub that she can give you. And as a writer on the NXT shows, you can now sit down and write all new storylines. And Charlotte Flair makes NXT fresh. And Charlotte Flair over at NXT for the next year, maybe two, is what's best for business. And if in one year's time, Charlotte can't, they can't find someone for Charlotte to drop the belt to, then you let Charlotte run for two years. But the importance of Charlotte Flair being in NXT is bigger than your egos and understanding. It's about building the future of women's professional wrestling in WWE where all of the new talent come through. Let me give you an example. If John Cena does it come out and say ruthless aggression and smacks Kurt Angle, then we don't get the John Cena who fails on television. Because you gotta remember at that moment, she fa- he failed on TV, but he got the rub from one of the most respected men in the business. Kurt Angle said he tried to blow John Cena up in nine minutes and John Cena kept up with him. You know what that tells everybody in the locker room? John Cena might be the future. But the gimmick is not right. John Cena walked in there with long hair that day. Vince said, cut that hair up, buzz cut it. Went out there with the buzz cut, one of the best moves. He starts rapping on a plane as a joke. And Stephanie McMahon says, holy shit, did you write that down? And he goes, no, it's all off the top of the head. Then he has a segment on Halloween with Stephanie McMahon. And he does the rapping gimmick and it works. And John Cena was smart enough to say, we don't do rapping no more. I'm just the persona John Cena. But he needed Kurt Angle to give him that rub. He needed Undertaker in the back to say, I like your style as he's WWF going into WWE champion. WWF slash WWE champion before he drops his belt to Hogan. So Charlotte Flair can help create those that help be a part of crowning that female John Cena, that female Hulk Hogan, that female Steve Austin. If you don't believe me, Ronda Rousey's reign as women's champion solidifies Becky Lynch winning both championships. Her being able to pin Ronda solidifies her it was solidified her as the woman solidified her as the lead person in the company now what she did with it afterwards i would say you know it has ran her course she has ran her time but charlotte flair walking around 14 times queen with the nxt women's championship and let's uh, once again correct michael cole uh Charlotte Flair was the first woman, and if you really think about it, Charlotte Flair is really 15 times queen because she was the last Divas champion and then was crowned when she won the WWE Women's Championship. So here this bitch is already 15 times queen, three-time NXT champion, 11-time Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. One time divas WWE divas champion that is 15 title reigns by the fucking queen. If I'm in the writing room that goes on the shirt, whether they want to acknowledge the divas championship or not, but 14 or 15 times queen goes on a shirt and sells the market. She should be walking around with a Ric Flair like championship custom made just for her. Selling merchandise. That's just me if I'm working in the WWE marketing department. The importance of Charlotte Flair is greater than what you think and greater than your emotions for it. You got to see the bigger picture when you see Charlotte Flair. You got to see a bigger picture for NXT. Oh, and here's 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 a final fact for you. Charlotte Flair, first night back on NXT, the rating surpassed AEW, explain that. Which proves that Charlotte Flair brings numbers. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And Charlotte Flair proved that. And the, and one of the, and the recent ass-whipping of AEW in the ratings. And don't blame it on audience, both of them don't got audiences. Charlotte Flair truly is that bitch. You can say 14 times queen, I'm gonna respect her and say 15 times queen. Charlotte Flair. WWE, holler at your boy if you need some marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dietrich Davis and I leave you with this episode with the theme song of the show. John Cena's hustle, loyalty, and respect. He'll turn music, you understand? N.W.O. Hill Turn Music. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll also have more episodes this week from Mark Knight as he brings you international news from New Japan Pro Wrestling, reviews from New Japan Pro Wrestling, news from the N.W.A., and international international reviews of classic IWGP and N.W.A. matches. I thank you once again for listening. I'm Dietrich Davis. I'm signaling out. All hail the queen. Charlotte Flair, sixteen times queen.
1: Loyalty, respect a legend. They never kill a woman in the gossip. Loyalty, respect. A legend, they never kill it Coming in the air This moment happens once in a lifetime My heart pumping, adrenaline, right line Right mind, right brain, right light, right game Our turn, walk tall, never slip, never fall Lucky like lotto I eat your face like Tyson When he had like the motto This is my chance to shine and for the millions And see the back in the building Deal with oh, it uh, Cursor Loyalty Respect A legend We never kill it Coming in the Cursor uh, Loyalty